0: Real Coach JB, starring Netflix, so last chance you. You're listening to everybody's favorite coach. All you high school coaches, players, alike, listen in. Don't be slaps. Pay attention. Hey man, you'll get some good content. It's the real coach JB.
1: Welcome back to Tri-States Inside the Huddle, part of the Dubuque Area Sports Podcasting Network. This is everybody's favorite coach. Coach. Manaman and wow what a week of football that we had. It's interesting on Friday nights I usually go to the game with my son and I'm trying to get him to make it through a full game but at two years old he is ready to leave come halftime. So I come home I put him to bed I follow the scores I watch some live streams listen to some games just I love high school football. I lo- actually I love high school sports, and it's great being in the classroom or having good relationships with the baseball coaches to see what some of the baseball players are doing on the gridiron, and it gives me an opportunity to stay connected. And I left the Hempstead game right after Justin Potts' interception, and hands down, I was thinking, yeah. He's going to be the Nolan Weber Insurance through American Family Insurance player of the week. It's just a great week, four receptions, touchdown, 140 yards, interception, defense, he was everywhere, special teams, he was everywhere. And then the next morning, I'm looking at things, and I see Bellevue put up huge numbers, and their quarterback, Hunter Putman, Went for 205 yards with three passing touchdowns and a rushing touchdown. So then I'm thinking I'm going to lean it toward him. And then I sent a text to Coach Marshall because I saw Wallert put up 61 points, and he quick got back to me with the game Michael Borman had. But he said you got to look at you got to look at Tom Share. He scored three touchdowns, receiving touchdown. Interception for a touchdown, kickoff return for a touchdown. I don't know what the other guys did, but I think he's your guy. And he was right. So joining us here shortly on the Nolan Weber Insurance through American Family Insurance hotline will be Tom Scher, the man who does it all from Wallert Catholic High School. But this season and this sport, of Tri-State's Inside of the Huddle part of the Dubuque Area Sports Podcasting Network would not be possible if it wasn't for my great sponsors. You've ho- heard Nolan Weber Insurance quite a few times already, Assured Partners through Eric D'Souza, Kramer Pest Control, Sam Herrig Agency through State Farm, Extreme Strength and Sports Performance, Lane Madsen with State Farm Insurance, The Log Cabin, The Dog House, J.J. Bo- Butcher with Reality One, Harris Golf Carts, The Ultimate Sports Weekend, Bar Raising Fitness, Comer Masonry, and last but not least, Advanced Wellness Center. Want to ask the listening audience a huge favor. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, give me a five star review. If you are listening on Spotify, and Spotify only, they have features where I will put in poll questions every week, and we'll also put in some questions where you can write, link the answers to. If you're listening on Spotify, answer those poll questions, respond to those other questions, and let's get the interaction with our listeners going. One last thing Before we go to the Nolan Weber Insurance Hotline, every week we put up a game of the week, offer listeners an opportunity to predict the winner and name the score. And we had our first winner, and he goes by the name of Hayden Harper, a very solid baseball player from the Hempstead Mustangs, and he picked the Hempstead Mustangs to knock off the senior Rams, and he guessed the score 100% correct at 28-21. Smart kid, I should know that because he was a rock star in my sixth grade reading and writing class how many years ago, but Hayden, thank you for participating. You can find the Dubuque Area Sports Podcast on Facebook and Instagram, and you can find me on Twitter at Coach And I've yapped long enough. Let's bring in our Nolan Weber Insurance Primetime Player of the Week, Tom Scher from Wallert Catholic High School. Nolan Weber Insurance through American Family Insurance as a proud sponsor. Contact Nolan or a member of his crew at 563-258-5467 to request a quote. You can also find this highly reviewed agent on Facebook by searching Nolan Weber Insurance. joining us via the nolan weber insurance through american family insurance hotline is tom share from the Wallert catholic golden eagles tom first of all welcome to the podcast uh thank you you just got named the player of the week the nolan weber insurance player of the week tell the audience if they're not familiar with the type of week that you had. What did you do to earn that distinct honor of being named Dubuque Area Sports Podcast Nolan Weber Insurance Player of the Week? Um, Well, we
0: we had a good game against um, against Clinton and we practiced hard all week. Uh, We deserved it for sure. And um, I'd like to thank you for uh, naming me Player of the Week. And um, I'd like to
1: thank my coaches for allowing me to be where I'm at. Um, yeah. Not a problem with uh, – you earned the award. I didn't give it to you. You earned the award. I saw that Wallert scored, I believe, 61 points over Clinton. And I saw that Michael Borman had a big game. And so I sent your coach a text message. And Coach Marshall was real quick, Tom share. He scored three touchdowns on three different phases, laid out your night, which was a pretty incredible night. And it's funny because I I took my son to the Waller, I'm sorry, to the Hempstead senior game. And he's two years old and he usually only makes it toward halftime. And I thought Justin Potts was going to get the award. He had four receptions. 130 yards touchdown was all over the place on defense was all over the place on special teams and then I got your report and hands down definitely had to give it to you Tom but let's talk about your three big plays that you had on the night you had a TD reception and you also had an interception return for a touchdown, and then you also had a kick return for a touchdown. Let's talk about the touchdown reception first. The plays called. You go to the line of scrimmage. What's your process before the snap when any when any pass plays called? Okay.
0: Um, the play was it was a tunnel screen, and we we worked on it. It's we've been working on it all year. Um, it's one of my favorite plays. So it was called. Um, we we're on like forty yard line. Uh, my linebacker, my lineman, had fantastic blocks for me. Um, they block out the safety in the corner, and I do the tunnel and I catch it. I broke uh, two tackles off. I think the D lineman and the uh, the linebacker. And then it just it wouldn't have happened without my two teammates laying out the blocks, those blocks, and there was a massive hole, and I just took my speed and it just took me to the end zone so
1: let's talk about your teammates there so a lot of people think of the wallard offense they think everything runs through michael borman and it does for the most part but you guys also have a lot of good running backs on that team who are putting up huge numbers as well you talked about your two lead blockers on that play um Give him a name drop, and then who are some of the other playmakers on the Wallard offense?
0: Yeah, so to start, Michael Borman, hes a fantastic running back. He he always runs hard. He he breaks tackles like nobody I've ever seen before, not even NFL. And um, watching it today, and um, so the lead blockers I had were Logan Klein, Andrew Slat, um, our center, and our left tackle, I think, left guard. And they they get out there really fast because we uh, pump fake one way and then we give it to me. And they got out there really fast, just gave me really good reads, really easy reads to read their block and went butt side to them and just took it to the end zone. And, yeah.
1: Talk about the relationship you have with QB1, Spencer Comer. They say that Sometimes that's the most important relationship on a football team is a quarterback with their wide receiver. So how well do you you guys work together? And what are your best attributes, the two of you working together as a team? Yeah, totally.
0: Me and Spencer, we're actually, we're neighbors. So growing up, we've we've always been playing football with him, his brother, Carson Comer. You might know him. He just went uh, to
1: Central for college. Football and we we're, we're always in the park playing football together. He was always throwing me the ball. We
0: were and then all summer we were playing catch, running routes, getting locked in with each other, building great chemistry for each other. And We always get along. We just you know I know where he's gonna put it. You know where he's gonna put it. and We before some plays, he'll just look at me and I'll look at him and I'll just know the ball's coming to me.
1: Now, was your neighborhood like this growing up? So you, you shared that you and, and Spencer are neighbors. I know in, in my subdivision, we would play whatever sport it was in season. So in summertime, we would play baseball around the neighborhood. Fall time, we would play football. So this re- relationship between you two has been developing for many years, it sounds like.
0: Yeah, and we've always gone to school together, uh, middle school. and Elementary. He gave me rides all year last year to school. So, yeah, we're pretty good buddies.
1: It's great to hear. And it's great to see that success because I know when we would play, we would always dream of the Friday Night Lights game or the Saturday game. Or even some of us would have dreams and aspirations of playing on Sunday. So it's cool to see you guys take that to one of the biggest levels at the Rock Bowl on Loris College. We've talked about you. We've talked about Spencer. We've talked about Michael Borman. Who are some of the other big play threats on offense for the Golden Eagles? Um, another junior is uh, Tate Schnope. He runs the ball really well.
0: He's always he's playing both ways, just like me, and Michael. And he, we're always just he. He's a big playmaker. Um, and then greatest, he's he always runs hard. He's normally our like if we need four yards, he's our guy. He he, he never stops running his feet, and then our whole O line, they just. They they're a little we're undersized because we're a small school in three A but we never we never stop running our feet and we're really aggressive and that comes from our coaching staff I think um, Coach Marshall and Coach Finley and Coach Coach Smith um, they always are having us keeping tempo high keeping thud tempo and we're just a really aggressive and really aggressive team.
1: You guys do have a great coaching staff with Coach Marshall. I was really shocked when I read his bio, a college coach coming down and coaching high school. And, you know, an undersized offensive line isn't a bad thing. Sometimes you have a more athletic offensive line. You can do more pulling. And it sounds like on your touchdown reception, it was a screen. If if you have some big, heavier set guys that don't move very well, that screen may not have hit. You talked about your screenplay here but let's talk about your attributes as as a wide receiver what do you think would be your greatest attribute is it your hands your speed your size your route running ability
0: um my my speed and agility and explosiveness explosiveness is definitely definitely up there and um my ball skills i really think my ball skills uh help me a lot because Spencer can just throw the ball. He can just throw the ball up, and he can trust that I'll get under there. And just when the ball is in the air, you just get twice as fast, if you know what I mean. And my hand-eye coordination brings it all together with that, too.
1: How often do you think you practice at practice and then outside of practice just catching footballs?
0: Um, Over the summer, me and Spencer, we're always throwing together. And, um... Drew Riley, he's our backup QB, he's a grade. he's also one of my good buddies. Me and him were always throwing on the field after we lifted in the morning at seven. And we um we were at bars and Fitness all summer together. And yeah, we're we're always getting into play catch and build chemistry and build how our routes were gonna run and where the ball was gonna be and building up our timing on hitches and
1: yeah bar raising fitness they are a sponsor of the podcast and they always love that when you give them a shout out let's talk about your pick six you said you've been watching the nfl all day and all weekend here now, I know the fans have told me they're sick of hearing how I'm a Detroit Lions fan. So, was your interception, did you get a good read on the ball, or was it like Brian Branch against the Kansas City Chiefs, and it was a tip ball or or a dropped pass? Walk us through your pick six interception.
0: Um, so, over the the whole game, they were running trips, and they were, they were throwing the ball a lot, and in my head, I was like, alright, I've been watching defensive film a lot, I can understand what's going on and the one that stood out to me was the number three would run a run an out which at rover my position i have the flat and so i have the out route i just i could see him looking where he was gonna go and i just knew he was gonna run it and i had him in my hip pocket and the quarterback threw it i jumped it caught it in front of him and i just took off for the end zone and it was just like a dream come true because that's the type of play that we all dream about as kids. That just, like, pick it off and just, like, it was perfect.
1: You probably had in your mind, because you jumped the route, and you're probably thinking there's no way he is going to throw this because I jumped the route. He can see that I jumped the route. You see that he throws it. What's going through your mind? I
0: didn't. I had him in my hip pocket. I didn't think he was going to throw it. And then the ball was, just, it was like I was on offense. It was coming to me. So I was, uh, I was just, I
1: was staying calm and I just caught the ball and I just ran as fast as I could for the end zone, making sure
0: nobody was going to catch
1: me. Have you ever had a pick six for a touchdown before? Or was this your first one?
0: Um, no. This was my first pick six. But last year I had a one handed pick. that was pretty sweet in the end zone.
1: Who was that against? Um,. That was um,
0: against, uh, let me see here, I think Wakhan's at home at the Rock Bowl on varsity.
1: That's awesome. Underneath those lights, College Stadium, beautiful turf field. Now, if your night could not get any better, so we have the screen for a touchdown, we have the pick six for a touchdown, 95-yard kickoff return for a touchdown. Walk us through the play. Break down the play and tell us what was going through your mind. Was the hole there? Was it a straight shot? Did you have to run anybody over? Did you have to juke anybody over or did it just hit?
0: Well, so me and my coach were watching offensive or special teams film and The kicker, he, he, the kicker, he's consistent, but he, um, his part of his kick all year was like twelve yards, and he was he was normally in the range of like fifteen, and earlier in the game he kicked like twenty-two, so I was up on like the thirteen-yard line, fifteen-yard line, and he kicked it to like the five on this one, so I had to run back, caught it over my shoulder, and this was just it was just awesome because it was my favorite play. I caught it over my shoulder. Broke down, sprinted up to my, sprinted up to my kick return. They had block, I broke like three tackles, I think. Um, three tackles. They came around our wall thing. Broke like three tackles, and then there was this massive hole that I just ran through, and I just had to beat the, beat the kicker with my speed, and I was just out for the gates then. And this was really awesome coming out of halftime because the score was still 14-28. still a tight game. And it just it just gave us the momentum we needed to take this game away from them.
1: All you Madden players out there, I think of when I used to play Madden before kids. I played a lot with kids. I very, I actually I haven't bought it in how many years. But you think you always defer because you want that second half possession, and then you hope to score before half, and then pile on some more after half on that first possession so that put the golden eagles up 21 and just really swung the momentum your way with that kickoff return for a touchdown the eagles are currently sitting at two and one with a beat down victory over comanche and a beat down victory over clinton 63 to 14. did have a difficult loss 35 to 14 over a top 10 team, the Western Dubuque Bobcats. I always shared this with with my teams and my coaching staff when I coached. We always had aspirations of going undefeated, but sometimes a loss isn't a bad thing. You learn a lot from a loss. Kids technically will get sometimes more humble. What did the Golden Eagles learn from that Western Dubuque defeat? Um, I think from the loss, we learned most
0: is that we got to trust each other because there were plays where we would uh, we, some of us would be trying to do too much and we're not trusting each other like we're not we're not boxing it and making it easier for our teammate to make the tackle or that goes for taking the hit for our teammate when he's punting and we're on the we're on the one
1: and yeah it just it built a brotherhood and made us, and it just made us strong really and it was just it just showed us how good we could be there, there was a season where I was coaching baseball, and I think we started off like 18-0, and 0, and we were just having the worst practices ever, and kids were lazy, and I, I said to my coaching staff, I said, we just need to lose a game, and they're like, really? You want to lose a game? I said, yeah, because it's going to humble them. We're going to work a lot harder after that loss. We're going to have some upset kids, and sure enough, it, it was a Waller team. They beat us in baseball 17 to three, and they were not any good. And we were so much better than them. But holy cow, did that put us in a much better position moving forward the rest of the year. And then we hammered them the next night. But enough about me and my baseball coaching stories. Big game coming up Friday night. At the Rock Bowl, 7.30 at Loris College, you are playing Davenport Assumption. And Davenport Assumption is one of those programs and one of those schools where they are good at everything. What do the Eagles need to do to beat Davenport Assumption? And who are some of those key players that we need to focus on and we need to stop? One thing we need to do is have a good good week of practice.
0: And keep up the and keep up our energy all practice and I think we're gonna want to beat Assumption more than we want to beat WD and we wanted to beat WD really bad inner city game and we beat Assumption last year and it was just it was like it was the best feeling Cause we we didn't we haven't beat them in a long time and it's just a great game and against them at home this year it's gonna be it's gonna be one to play and it's gonna be a great one to watch as well and then people that we're looking out for is their Q B number eighteen. Um he's playing both ways, returning starter. He's got a great arm and um, he can run the ball really well as well. And then their stud they have a stud running back. He um number twenty one, he's very explosive and fast. He's 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 really their playmaker. And um so we'll have to watch out for him. And our D line can handle it, I think. Our linebackers are very solid and They also have a very solid D-line. As you said, they're good at everything. So their whole team is pretty
1: solid, pretty strong everywhere. They have many weak spots, but it'll be a good game for sure. Always a notch in the belt when you can beat Davenport Assumption. Even if it's in badmitting, it's still a notch in the belt if you can beat Davenport Assumption. And... Not to be fooled, Waller, they definitely have some playmakers on offensive defense as well. It is is going to be a great game. I'm sure Coach Marshall will pound this into you and your teammates this week. Keys to victory. Do not turn the ball over, and let's try to clean up those penalties. Last question here before we send you on out and watch to see how you do Friday night. The Eagles... I talked about this with Coach Marshall during our season preview. If you haven't listened yet, check out our catalog and go listen to our season preview. But last year, the Eagles made it to the Dome. This year's team, the turnover is a lot. The Golden Eagles lost a lot. How is this team built different from last season? And what can the Eagles do to earn a return trip to Cedar Falls? So... We lost most of our starters, but
0: we had great leaders last year. They were outstanding. Um, a lot of good, really good playmakers. They really taught us, taught the juniors and some sophomores that got pulled up to varsity to play and learn from them. They really taught us how to be a brotherhood and how to, um, how to like respect and know that each other are doing their jobs so that we can do our own job. And if everybody does their job in sync, you will win. And going back on what you said, Coach Marshall has three things on how you'll win a game. One is explosive plays, um, the turnover battle, and what's the other one? The other one, uh, penalties, as you said. But as a team right now, we're a young team, a lot of juniors, and we're slowly learning how to be leaders and how to to take it more serious than how how we're taking it right now because and our coaching staff is doing really well with us with that. something different this year is that I think we're
1: we're more we'd like to joke around with each
0: other more and this builds a better brotherhood with us. and we're, we're all just we're all just really good buddies, none of us hate each other, we're all, we're never if we're never fighting seriously if we're fighting which is this because we caught a ball on another guy on another buddy's head and we're we're always just having fun at
1: practice tom congratulations on being named nolan weber insurance player of the week and best of luck not only this week against assumption but also the rest of the week as the Golden Eagles hope to advance to postseason play. Listeners and players out there, remember, be a winner, not a whiner. Thank you for listening to the Dubuque Area Sports Podcast, Tri-States in the Huddle. Don't forget to find us on social media. Give a like and follow on Instagram and Facebook at Dubuque Area Sports Podcast. And also on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Like and give a five-star review. And remember. You don't score until you score. Until you score. that's my